Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See ham on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, C-H-P-C.
Welcome to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Live, live, a lot of live action this weekend. Um, a lot of soccer going on. Last four weeks of the, of the season. Um, some great news and combat sports. And just spring football is in the air still. It's my favorite time of year. It's my favorite time of year. It's spring football. Spring football or spring weather. I mean, getting into the summer. <laughs> Woo! Just ready. But before we get started, um, of course, you all know about the about the sad news of of the legendary Prince um, leaving this world this past week. This past weekend, um, <clears throat> I, I I tell you like this, it pained me to hear that. And then it also pained me to to know that part of my childhood is gone as well because, you know, with the wrestler China dying and then now now one of my favorite my favorite artists, Prince, favorite artists of all time, Prince, you know, Five Dog was leaving us, Merle Haggard leaving us last few weeks. It, it kind of puts everything into perspective on, on life. And, you know, also... Some friends around friends around my area that I live in West Point, Georgia. You know, we lost we lost we lost another great man this week, uh, Mr. Step. We a lot of them call him Granddaddy, a lot of them call him Daddy, but for us, he was Mr. Step. You know, you saw him, you said hello to him. So this 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 show is dedicated to those who have lost somebody and lost somebody special. So before we go any further and talk about sports. We're gonna jump into the daily. We're gonna jump into this weekly devotional, and uh, talk some First Peter, one, chapter one, verses thirteen through sixteen. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be bought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in your behavior, because it is, it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. First Peter 1 and 16 says, you shall be holy, for I am holy. That's like, that's an overwhelming, what an overwhelming command. But that is exactly what the Lord is committed to do in our lives, make us holy. His grand plan can be summed up in one word, sanctification. This is a, this is a three-stage process by which he sets us apart for his purposes. Stage one occurs at the moment of our salvation. When God declares us righteous, we are positionally holy. The second stage is a progression of growth as we become more and more in practice what we already are in motion. This process will continue for as long as we are alive on this earth. The pri- the Father has predestined us to be conformed to the image of his Son, and he is continually working to shape our character, conduct, and conversation. Although God is the one who accomplishes the transformation, we have some responsibility in the process. If we don't cooperate with him, the world will squeeze us into its mold. And we will miss the great plans he has for us. The third stage of sanctification is our ultimate profession, which we will possess 
absolute holiness. Upon our physical death, the soul and the spirit are free from sin. And in the resurrection, our bodies will be made perfect. We will stand faultless and spotless before Christ. If we can get a glimpse of what the third stage is like, we will never moan and groan about the difficult sanctification process we endure now. Our eyes will be fixed on the goal. And our greatest motivation would be to glorify God by submitting to him as he transforms us. Let me let me let me read let me read that last statement again. If we if we could get a glimpse of what the third stage is like, we would never moan and groan about the difficult sanctification process we endure now. Our eyes are fixed on the goal, and our greatest motivation is, would be to glorify God by submitting to him as he transforms us. I hope y'all are getting what is being said there. The greatest motivation would be to glorify God by submitting to him and he transforms us. Transformation is not a good thing. It's not not a bad thing. That means that you're evolving as a person of God. That means that you're evolving as a man or as a woman or as a child of God. (laughs) That's some heavy stuff for you, man. And again, just like verse 16 says, Because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say about that. But we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to jump into the Bellator card from last night. Also, jump into the spring football forecast and also preview UFC 197. Y'all stay tuned.
To the Press Boston and Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. It's a big shout out to my man Torrance Rudd. Check him out. Torrance Rudd um, on um, Facebook. I'm sorry, Torrance Rudd on Facebook. Rudd Fitness. Um, Rudd Fitness. I mean, the dude's just doing it, man. He's a, And he's a child of God as well. So big ups to him. Um, <laughs> man. Last night, I I didn't watch much. I didn't watch much basketball last night, but from what I understand, <laughs> the the Hawks choked. Uh, Jeff T choked. <laughs> I mean, at least at least they made the playoffs, and my Bulls didn't. So, you know that sucks. But at least the Cubs won, and the and the Braves. Well, you know they're just. Huh. Anyway, but we're going we're gonna to jump right into Bellator, uh, the card last night. A lot of people are talking about um, Benson Henderson's debut in Bellator, which was, quite frankly, for lack of a better word, um, uh, I don't even have a better word. It, it, it was, it was horrible. He, he, it was horrible. Um, Benson Henderson, for one, he fought a weight class up um, against a guy who is is a killer, pretty much. Um, Andre Korshkov. And I, I, I'm going to say this. Benson Henderson... He's a great fighter. He's a great fighter out of the MMA lab. Um, that great, that great team there in Washington, and and I, I'm just I'm flabbergasted by what made him think that he could go up to 170 and win a championship. Especially your first fight out is a championship match at 170. You've had one fight at 170. And that was because you stepped in and fought somebody at 170. <laughs> you were, I mean, you were outmatched. You were outstruck. I mean, I don't even curse on my show. And I'm not going to start now, but you got a butt whooping. You you got a whooping. I mean, 
You know how your mama, you know how your mama like tells you you gonna get a whooping before you get to the house, and she and she come in, and you think she's just playing, and you just you try to walk to your room. Next thing you know, you're getting slapped across the back with your belt, with a belt, with your own belt. She just took it off you and whooped you with your own belt. This is what happened to this. This is what happened to Benson Henderson. Benson Henderson had no idea of what he got himself into. And another thing, he shouldn't even been in this matchup to begin with. He should have fought at 155. I mean, they gave you Michael Chandler. They gave you – not they give you Michael Chandler. They gave you – I mean, they wanted to give you Michael Chandler. They wanted to give you Josh Thompson. They wanted to give you the 55 championship fight. They wanted they, – they really wanted you to come in with a splash. I mean – Kern was even talking, I mean, Joe Warren was even talking about, even after he got his his butt choked out, he was even talking about stepping in short notice, even with the suspension. So, what does that tell me about Benson Henderson? He's looking for a big-time fight in Bellator, and honestly, he could have got it. At what expense? What expense? I mean, what 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 do you have to prove? This is just like Conor McGregor in that whole situation with the UFC. You're going up to 170. You're jumping two weight classes just because you got beat up. You you shouldn't have been in that weight class to begin with. You just took the fight because this is what you do. You don't turn on fights. You don't do this. You don't do that. But let's just face it. Benson Henderson is a 155-pound fighter. He is a great 155-pound fighter. He's a great fighter, period. He's probably, pound for pound, one of the best. But you got whitewashed in a weight class you had no business being in. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And a lot of people are talking about this was a – this was an upset. This was this. This was it. This wasn't an upset. If you guys know anything about MMA, and you watch as much MMA as I do or as anybody else does, this wasn't an upset. I even, you know, went out on the limb and I talked to the people about about this fight, and they even felt like this was this was a little bit over Henderson's head. A lot of people thought that he could possibly get it to the ground. If he could get it to the ground, he was going to win this fight. Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. But then again, you know, what can you say? What can you say? I mean, and, you know, you got some, like I said, you got some, you got some great fights on this card. Um, Patricio Pitbull, I mean, he and Henry Corrales, they had a pretty great, pretty great fight last night. I mean, it was short. It was short yet sweet, but it was it was one of those one of those fights where you just woo. You, you knew you knew somebody was gonna get knocked out, somebody was gonna get choked out, and what happened? People locked in a locked in a guillotine, and it was it was lights out. Um, Cyborg Cyborg Santos made his uh, Bellator debut last night. Toho. Thirty seconds over a guy like Brendan Ward, who is a who is a prospect. 
who was who was a prospect and a world title contender at one point. But three fights that he's had that I've seen were three losses. And they were just tiny mistakes that he made that he got caught in. And all three of those losses were by submission. So, you know, that that's the this is the great thing about about MMA. We look at it, we look at guys like like Evangelista Santos, an older guy from the old school, shoot the box guy, comes in, fights a, fights a young man and Brendan Ward, who, like I said, is a prospect. He, you know, is a future title contender. If he can clean up some of the mistakes and if he can stop being so aggressive, overly aggressive is what I should say, not aggressive to the point where he he loses himself but you know just just pretty much just put it together you know so that that's the way I look at that's why I look at that fight and you know another thing I look at is you know Michael Venom Page <laughs> this is a guy who like Conor McGregor he's a 45 55 tweener guy who can Easily win championships at 45, win championships at 55. He's even got the body to move up to 70. He can put on weight to go to 70. But 50, 45, 55 is going to be his, his his two divisions that he could, he could possibly rule at. Michael Page, is, he's in the last few fights of his, US, of his Bellator contract. Um, I think after this fight, he went into the 90-day... I'm sorry, the 120-day exclusive negotiating window with with Bellator. So, um, Michael Page, I mean, he's a guy that the UFC has been really wanting to get for a while, um, along with a guy like Shinya Aoki, who recently won his last fight and became a world champion again. Um, I mean, you, you're looking at some you're looking at some great fighters here in Bellator that want to make the jump to the UFC. Uh, Michael Chandler is one of those. He's actually in his exclusive uh, negotiating period. Uh, don't know if he's actually signed, re-signed a new, re-signed a new deal with Bellator. Um, I would love to see him in the UFC. I think he's got the tools to be a UFC champion or at least a UFC contender. Um, and there's some great fights in at 155 at the UFC, in the UFC for for him as well. Um, Michael Page, he's a knockout artist who can submit you. And he actually submitted he actually submitted um, Jeremy Holloway with a beautiful, absolutely beautiful toehold. And if you haven't seen Michael Page fight, I'm I'm, I'm telling you, this kid is quick. I mean. He's he's a fifty five he's a 45-55 pound version of Anderson Silva when Anderson Silva was in his prime. This guy hits you from every angle. This guy hits you with anything anything in his in his repertoire. He can hit you with, and he can submit you, which you don't see much of much of um, Anderson's submission game because he's always knocking people out. So. Um, but Michael Page, you, you you see the whole you see the whole thing, the whole uh, arsenal with him. 
Brent Promise is another is another guy. He's a hundred eighty five pound guy, two oh five guy, who can who can pretty much flesh weight between the between the two weight classes. Um he stayed he stayed he stayed undefeated with a split decision win. And honestly, this was one of those fights that could have went either way. You could have gave you could have gave him all three rounds, you could have gave him two of the three rounds, you could have, you know, could have gave him just one of the rounds. This was a close fight to judge. Going back and watching this fight again, like I did last night, I saw different things that I didn't see the first time around watching it live as I did the second time around. And to be honest with you, I would have scored it the same way. I would have scored it 29-28 for Brent Promise as well. Brent Promise, is, is he is he's an up-and-coming guy. He's moved his record up to 7-0 now. He's a great he's a great guy who's going to be a great fighter once he gets into a camp that actually is a well-rounded camp because it's a guy who can, who can wrestle. He can strike pretty good as well, but he needs to he needs to incorporate some kicks. He needs to learn how to kick a little bit better. Um, he's very 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 how can I put it? He's very mechanical when it comes to kicks. I think that's a that's a great word for him. But what he does so well is he's he's got the hips to be a great a, a great uh, kickboxer to throw great kicks because I mean he can also he can also wrestle he can grapple. I think that he be, he'd be better off if he went to a camp. That was real, that was well versed and well rounded and um no but him being seven and zero I mean like you can't really say much about the kid other than that he's an up and comer I mean he's quietly becoming a great fighter and he's fought some great he's fought some great great fighters Glarestone Santos is one of those great fighters I mean you haven't seen him in the UFC but he's well he's he's known worldwide as a tough guy who can fight and he's actually he was actually training in, in, in with Nova you know who um as you know have guys like like Hanan Burrell and Jose Aldo in their ranks uh training out of that gym. So I mean it just tells you something about about what kind of talent Santos is for promise to make that you know to win that fight. So I mean that that's just pretty much what, what that boils down to. It's a great. It's, this was a good card that Bellator put out. Um, a lot better than than the than the previous three cards, I would say. Um, this is a this is a pretty good, well balanced card. I mean, granted, I mean they're taking guys that were like thrown to the UFC wayside, you know. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you actually look at, you actually look at Bellator and, you know, with some of the talent they've signed, some of the garbage they've signed, you know, Matt Sean is garbage. I mean, he's a garbage fighter, but let's just call it what it is. But Benson Henderson, I mean, it, it makes me wonder about Benson Henderson. It really does. Did he go to Bellator for the money or did he go for the competition? 
because 155 at Bellator is a deep class. Is a deep weight class. So is the UFC one. Did you go there because you see guys like got Josh Koshik coming there? You see guys like like Paul Daly who's coming there. And I think with Paul Daly, I think it's a one-off because I don't think that he that he's even good enough to. I mean, he can knock people out. That's about it. He's got a right hand. He's got a left hook that will knock anybody out. But does he have anything other than 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 the left hook? No. I mean, Koscheck. I mean, he's an older fighter now. He's he wasn't that great to begin with. Um. No, as I said, Michael Chandler should be making that move to to the UFC, especially if if everything goes the way that that everybody wants this to go. The week of UFC 200, um, a few days before that fight, you got you got Rafael dos Anjos defending his championship against Eddie Alvarez. Now we all know. Eddie Alvarez and Michael Chandler probably had three of the best fights anybody's ever seen because he, because that's what he, that's what he wants. Um, I think when you look at when you look at what could happen in the next few months with Bellator, Bellator could be reshuffling again. Bellator could be without one of their one of their box office guys. They, what they've done, they, they've brought in guys who are box office because you only had one box office guy to begin with. Now you got a guy like Michael Page who could be gone after after you know his next fight. Um, another guy like Michael Chandler who could be gone after his next fight. Um, I mean, so on and so forth. So, I mean, you got so many different fighters who can fight that you're replacing, but the mainstays that are there probably won't be there much longer. So, this this is a lot of this is a lot of things to look at, and um, I'm really excited to see what could happen in the next few weeks, next few months with Bellator, as I am excited about what's going to happen in the next few weeks, next few months. For the UFC, so just really excited uh, about combat sports uh, as a whole. Next week you got you got boxing. Um, this week you got a little bit of boxing. Uh, a couple weeks, I mean, you got Amir Khan Canelo, which is going to be one of the better fights of the year. Um, I think tonight um, Triple G is fighting tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Or oh, that might be that might be May fifth. I, I can't remember. Um, that might be next week. That might be May fifth. I, I I can't remember right off right now. But um, you got Canelo, Amir Khan. You got Golovkin. You got Triple G in the mandatory. You know, which means that he wins. Canelo wins. That's a collision course in November. Possibly at the T-Mobile Arena in, in Vegas, possibly um, a stadium show at um, at um, Jerry's World, Dallas, possibly San Antonio, Alamo Dome, um, Barclay Center, Madison Square Garden. One, I mean, there's so many different venues that this that this could happen at 
and it's just really, really, really an exciting time for boxing. Andre Ward's back on back on the map. You know, he's got a tune-up fight. I think he's going to fight in August. Um, uh, Circuit Kovalev is going to fight in, in July. So that's that's a collision course for, for December. If those if those stay true to form, those two guys stay true to form. Kovalev, Kovalev, Andre Ward. That's that's probably going to be the fight of the year, the boxing's version of fight of the year. I mean, I've already seen the fight of the year in in MMA, bar none. I mean, and hopefully those two will get to get it get it back together again. Um, um, Natural Born Killer, Carlos Condit, and also um, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Robbie Lawler. Um, so I mean, I'm hoping that those two got those those three fights really happen. Um, then you got some other fights that are, that are going to happen. July nine. I mean, there's so many fights between now and then. July nine. You know, you have um, you have Tyson Fury, Klitschko. Um, the possibility of of a cross promotional matchup between Anthony Joshua and and a guy like Deontay Wilder, you know, in in that unification fight. So I mean, there's so many different fights that that's gonna go on between now and then. So many different things that could go on between now and then. Um, I know Deontay Wilder has a has a uh, has a mandatory coming up, but then after that, does he get the win of Tyson Fury, Vladimir Klitschko? Does does he go out and try to get the cross promotional fight between he and Anthony Joshua? I mean, there's so many there's so many fights that could happen between now and then, and those are two heavy hitters in the heavyweight division. So, you know, David Hay is also is also a guy um, that that's coming back into the fold. So, so many different things that could happen in combat sports in the next five to six months. In the next, even in the next month and a half to two months. So, I mean, we're we're looking at we're looking at history in the making right now. I mean, we haven't even talked about the women yet. Holly Holm is Holly Holm is going to fight soon. Uh, fight fight again, uh, possibly in August. She's going to fight a tune-up fight before she fights the winner of um. You know, if she fight if she fights Ronda Rousey again, or she. You know whatever's gonna happen. I mean, th- this is this is a big time. This is big time for for combat sports as a t- as a whole. But we're gonna jump into it. We're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. Um, we're gonna jump into uh, a preview for the UFC, and then we're gonna have the spring football forecast. So y'all stay tuned with me. Uh, also, um, also we'll be t- I'll be talking about some other things that went on this weekend. Uh, this past week. Um, so y'all stay tuned. Yeah, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us tonight, and I thank you for that. Hailing from. Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. Give it 
out for him, y'all. Yeah. Homie, my eyes too filled with the shit I seen. And daytime told me still I dream. With a cold glass filled with the feel I bring. And still it's old schooler when I ride on clean. And I could reach on to the levels above. Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz. I'm feeling way better by the end of my run. So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done. You feel me? A new space where my mind is. Yo, opinion couldn't define this. And we searching only to find bliss Steady living on, cause you can never rewind this Living I earn, I give and I earn Hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word I stay vivid till the dream's done On these verses I'm giving Cupid machine guns So bada boom, what's love, come on Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them dry. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy rigid with sand and my mood shifting. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we too different, cuz. They in it for recognition, we in it for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some. Miles above what was supposed to be out of my brain. Ironic, cuz I thought about jumping a gun. Biting bullets with the peace signs on them. Running from the ruckus to the whole path on us. Running and still, never forget where I came from. It's one love and one fan to the game's one. We ain't the same, son.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. Thanks for being a part of the show. My name is Jermaine, the main event. Big shout-out to my man Q6 there. Also, big shout-out to my man Connor Cassidy. Um, check them out on their respective uh, Twitters and also uh, the YouTube handles, uh, Q6, Connor Cassidy. Marquise Daniels uh, was in the building, was in the press box with me a couple of weeks ago. Also, big shout-out to Young Scoop. Uh, we all need to chop it up again one day and one day soon, so... Salute to both of you, both of you guys. Also, um, salute to the Tuskegee University students, the faculty, and everybody involved with Tuskegee University HBCUs. They still they still around, so y'all go check them out. Check out their websites as well. Um, jumping back into jumping back into uh, into the conversation today. You ever see one ninety seven is tonight? Much anticipated fight tonight. Uh, we're not getting the fight that we want to see, John Jones versus Daniel Cormier, but we're getting a very, really, really good fight uh, for the interim light heavyweight championship in the UFC. Open St. Prue is a guy I've seen fight before. Um, he was actually a guy that that I um, that had the privilege to, to watch fight on the card um, with with the fight team that that um, that my brother in law is a part of. Um, this is a guy who actually played football at the University of Tennessee, and that fight team out of out of uh, out of Knoxville, Tennessee, has um, they spun off some pretty good guys, some pretty good fighters uh, um, coming out of there. And Ovin St. Pru is one of those fighters. Ovin St. Pru is a guy I saw in Griffin, Georgia, about four years ago, and he has evolved even more as a fighter. Um, he was just a guy who would just stand up and wrestle with you all all night long. Now he's a guy who who is just a natural born killer. Um, very excited to see what he can do against a guy like John Jones. He and John Jones have a similar body style. Uh, John Jones has a little bit longer reach. Ovin St. Prue is a little is 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 really really the same height, but he, he's got shorter got shorter arms, shorter arms, legs, things of that nature. Um, He's giving up four inches on. He's giving up four inches on John Jones uh, in the reach advantage. Um, they're both re- really the same height, like six three, six four. So this is a pretty even matchup for John Jones. Now, this is his. This is his real his first fight back since being stripped of the championship in all of his. All of his um, various run-ins with the law and things of that nature. Now we we really need to see what he can do against a guy who could possibly get him out, who can touch him, who can touch him, and when he does touch him, he can put him to sleep. This is going to be a really really good fight. Does he close? Does he do what he? Does he go back to the game plan that he had against Glover Teixeira, where he smothered the guy? He smothered the guy on the inside, you know, to negate his punching power and use his superior wrestling and his superior grappling. Or does he and use his distance? Or does he or does he come at Ovin St. Pru and try to make a point? 
that's a good question for this fight. And if he comes at he comes at Saint Prue with that kind of with that kind of aggression, it could really hurt him. It could really be he could be put to sleep. He could be put to sleep really early. But Ovin Saint Prue is a guy who has he has been you know he has a questionable chin. He hasn't been stopped by anybody, but he has been knocked down. He can be touched. Now, when I say when I say he can be touched, I mean that's exactly what I mean. I mean he can be touched. He can be he can be hit with pretty good shots. So I I, I think it's whoever can get the wrestling in first. Whoever can negate, whoever can can keep the distance or close the distance because. St. Peter's going to have to close the distance just a tad bit, but when he closes the distance, he'll put himself in into John Jones's pocket. So he's going to have to go in the pocket a little bit. He's going to have to take a couple a couple risks to get inside. Now, with that being said, does John Jones use use his long legs, use his reach with his legs, and get out there and use the reach, and then then come in and, and aggressively fight? The way that he the way that he did against against Gustafson, that's a good question. This is this is a this is this is a, this is one of those times where he's actually fighting a guy who's actually his equal almost in height and in his height and in weight. So it's very inter- This is a very interesting fight. This is a very challenging fight for everybody to to talk about as well because of what could happen and what the ramifications of of this of this fight brings, you know, open Saint Fury. This is a big time fight for him. This is this is a fight for him. This is this is a career defining fight. This is a fight that gets him on the map. This is a guy. This is a fight that gets him notoriety. Gets him noticed. Gets him gets him bigger fights, and he's deserved the bigger fights. He he really has, and and. We look at John Jones, this is a return fight. Not the fight he wanted, not the fight he wanted to have, but this is a fight nonetheless that gets him back, gets him some rounds in, gets him, you know. Can he be finished in this fight? Can can he win this fight? Yes, of course, of course he can win this fight. And of course John Jones can win this fight. Of course John Jones can can put together something something special. So with that being said, the bigger question is will you see John will you see the John Jones, the fiery John Jones? Will you see the John Jones who really doesn't care or doesn't have that kind of that kind of juice to him? You know, will we see that? That that's that's the bigger question. Um, I think the other question that that you have in in this fight is, what John Jones are you gonna see? And and, and that that's that's the beauty of it. That's why I love the UFC. That's why I love MMA as a whole. Now, you know the other the other fights in this card. I mean, nobody talks about nobody's talked about this card this 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 fight. And I don't understand why. <laughs> this fight, the flyweight championship fight, Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse, against Henry Cejudo, 
this has classic written all over it. And the reason why I say it has classic written all over it is because, let's just face it, Demetrius Johnson is is possibly pound for pound the best fighter in the world. Uh, okay, let's let's not even let's not even say possibly. He is in that top three for me, top pound for pound fighter in the world. Kiri Cejudo is probably the best, is probably one of the best fighters not to not to have a world championship right now. He's an outstanding wrestler. He I mean, he's a gold medal wrestler. World class wrestler. World class striker. I mean, he he can put it together. He's very fast. I mean, Demetrius Johnson speed wise, I think, is probably faster than anybody in the UFC. Henry Cejudo brings that brings that, that speed and power with him at the same time. And it's such a good fight to see because you're going to see a lot of speed. You're going to see a lot of wrestling. You're going to see a lot of sprawling. You're going to see things that you don't normally see from 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 the heavier classes. You're going to see some really good fight, fighting here. And I love this. I, I want to see what Demetrius Johnson can do with a superior wrestler than he is. I want to see what Demetrius Johnson can do with a guy who can – who can outstrike him? Who can who can take strikes as well? He's got a pretty good chin. It's, it's going to be very very fun to watch this fight because not not is it going to be fun because they're both small, but it's going to be fun because the unpredictability of the flyweight division. Well, okay, the unpredictability of what the flyweight division brings. So, with that being said. Demetrius Johnson's got a challenge on his hand. This is probably his toughest challenge yet. And we're looking at a guy who can make history, who can tie Anderson Silva and tie Anderson Silva and um and GSP's um uh, by GSP and, and Anderson Silva for second place on the all time championship defenses list. With a successful defense here, this is his ninth defense of this championship. Does that mean that Demetrius Johnson has whitewashed the division? Yeah, but no. I mean, there's two other fighters that that he hasn't fought yet in the division that that are gunning for him. But does this mean that Demetrius Johnson, if he really wanted to, does this mean that he can go up to 35 and and attempt to be a, a two division champion? Interesting. It's an interesting scenario here. Dominic Cruz, Demetrius Johnson. This uh, this this is a question that I pose here, and a lot of people may un- may not understand it. May, a lot of people may not may not even realize it. But is this a possibility that the winner of of Faber Cruz could fight Demetrius Johnson and Demetrius Johnson goes up to thirty five to fight him? This is a this is a very this is a very valid question. This is a good question for a lot of the MMA heads out there. Does this mean that does this mean that DJ gives up his championship at twenty five or does he go for a second division championship? 
this is this is the quandary that that has, that Conor McGregor has opened because he's a former two division world champion at in another in another uh, organization. So and he wants to be active. The thing about it is, does Dana White want him to be that active? That that that's the bigger question. Now you look at Demetrius Johnson. He probably fights three, four times, probably three times at the most a year. Does that mean that he gets to be more active if he if he does decide to want to go up to to bantamweight and fight the winner of Faber Cruz? It's a good question. We'll, we'll come back to that later. And we look at the other card. We look at the other fights on the main card, and this the, the the other fight could this fight could be the fight of the night at 155. Anthony Pettis was coming off two consecutive losses and two convincing losses on top of that. Um, one where he just got dominated and beat to death in losing his championship. The other he just got dominated, beat to death, and lost by decision. He joined up against a guy like Edson Barbosa, who is three and one in his last four fights. Um, he's won his last two fights, whereas Anthony Pettis is on the downslope, and he's lost his last two fights. So we're looking at a guy. We're looking at two guys who are at an impasse, especially a guy like Anthony Pettis. Anthony Pettis is he's he's um kind of sort of left. He hasn't left Rufus Sport, but he he's gone to to train with um, with TriStar in Quebec City. So he's trained with, with guys like like Rory. He's trained with Rory McDonald. He's trained with GSP. He went up there for wrestling. Uh, he's also gone to gone to Albuquerque and uh, learned wrestling from the wrestling coach who has. Both trained Holly Holm and John Jones. So, with that, Anthony Pettis has pretty much tried to make himself a more real-rounded fighter. Also, in that regard, if you look at it as well, Edson Barbosa has gone back to the to the drawing board as well. He's also gone to rest, gone to uh, more of a wrestling type deal. You know, to improve himself in you know to improve himself because in the last in the last fight he had uh, in the last loss he had he got out wrestled he got beat up really bad so you're looking at a, you're looking at two guys who who love to stand up love to throw the wild exotic kicks love to throw the wild exotic punches um as evidenced by Edson Barbosa's spinning heel kick knockout of um, Terry Adam and Anthony Pettis, his famous Showtime kick on the aforementioned um, on the aforementioned Benson Anderson. So, you know, that that's a lot of that's a lot of things to say. That's a lot of things to think of when you when you look at it when you look at that from the standpoint. You know, other 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 fights in this car, Robert Whitaker, Rafael Natal, that's a that's a big fight at middleweight. Jair Rodriguez and Andre Philly. That's a that's a good fight at featherweight because they're they're on the cusp of being that top fifteen those top fifteen guys. Um, 
Sergio Pettis is on the card. He's coming off a loss as well. Um, and he's finally healthy. He's fighting Chris Colades, which makes this really uh, makes this real good for for uh, Sergio Pettis because this is a guy who's knocking on the door of a top ten spot. Chris Colades is knocking on the door of a top fifteen spot. So you're starting to see some of the some of the great fighters come up. The strawweight division, the women's strawweight division. Carla Esposito is coming back. She's fighting Juliana Lima, which is possibly one. It was possibly could be a fight tonight contender as well. You know, if you think about it, Carla Esposito, um finally healthy, finally ready to get back, get back her title um, there. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are going on in the UFC tonight. Um, I'll be I'll be watching I'll be watching that tonight. I'll be watching that um, in the comfort of my own home. Uh, so, you know, very excited to see the UFC um, 197 card. Really excited to see it. Uh, really, really excited to see Demetrius Johnson defend his title against Henry Cejudo. Um, also ready to see John Jones and Ovin St. Fru fight it out. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen on this card. But we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to come back in. We're going to have the spring football forecast for you. And um, go over some go over some games from last week. So y'all stay tuned.
Cause we all got dreams. Hey, 
I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Right? I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got yeah. The way I see it, it's only me and my team Motivated by pictures of places I've never been It's gonna leave the city and search for some better things My fam and a couple dollars, that's all that's left in my jeans Ain't accepted by nothing, we gunning by any means Wide awake on the surface, inside I'm living this dream Of going city to city with stories of what I've seen Lost in the translation, the mind of a human being I'm riding on life's pavement and trying to find what it means Fighting for something stronger than bottles of Jimmy Bean Study the moves of legends from Bob Marley to Queens, but drawing my inspiration from race against the machine. Saw it as a motivation and fueling my self-esteem. Could have been stationary instead on stations I scheme. Brought myself on the road to becoming something obscene. It's just the sound of a gentleman getting after his dreams. Run it. <laughs> uh, Run it. Booth right now. Yeah. Run it. Run it. See, you're going to have to turn that loud down. <laughs> uh. Uh. What? Gentlemen again got dreams, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Boy, I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams. Yeah, I keep it rolling cause we all got I keep it rolling cause we all got Let's take it back to 09 Walking for Arizona's cause none of us have rides Simple minus some stoners, we got nothing but time Now don't it sound bad? I'm talking back when Cuddy was the soundtrack Pursuit of happiness playing, just let it breathe I'm kicking back with my people, I swear that's all that I need Endless vibe on a planet of simply being at ease Started searching for freedom and ended up in the trees I tell you, there's nothing hardly that's replicating a feel Party until the AM with rhythm turning the wheels The trials of adolescence, they hella sacred for real From the way that I'm feeling, it's like I'm living them still We born to carry the mission, carrying on tradition Introduce them what's missing, and young minds that are lifted I throw myself on the road to living for higher means This just the sound of me getting after my dreams Run it Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams I keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Keep it rolling cause we all got dreams Yo, 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 yo Check it out Hey, uh So my mama, I'ma be a potter before a leader Let me explain I'ma use these two hands to create my dreams I was born a king who just grew accustomed to losing But I learned 
Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Little banger from from Connor Cassidy. All got dreams. We all got dreams. Yeah, we all got dreams. Yeah, yeah. But before I start spitting bars, because I can't really spit them for real, we're gonna jump back into the spring. We're gonna jump into the spring football forecast. And, you, and obviously, you guys know what my favorite sport in the world is. Well, two of my favorite sports in the world is, is soccer and football, and and also MMA. Like those are like my three favorite things that I follow. My three favorite things in the world, other than the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as you all know. But spring football for me is probably it, it's the calm before the storm. It's it's the embarrassment before riches kind of deal. Follow me when I say this. Spain football for me is like it's like taking your cups to the dry cleaners before you go to the prom. That's the way I look at it. that's the way I look at spring football because you're trying to get fresh, you're trying to get clean for the new season. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. But for the most part, you know, it is what it is. Now, when you look at it from that standpoint, and we we look at everything that's going on this spring, this spring, you know, a lot of a lot of big, a lot of important spring games are coming about because, I mean, they're important from this standpoint. Let's let's take it back to last week. You had ninety three thousand at at UGA, and you had a young quarterback who who just turned 18 years old, Jacob Eason. Show his, I mean, I'm trying not to curse right now. <laughs> I really am. But this is a guy who showed his butt last week in in Athens at, at Sanford Stadium. And I wish I was one of those 93,000 in that stadium. I mean, the fanfare was there. Ludacris was there. I mean, him and his just crazy, just crazy, um, <laughs> it's crazy request. I mean, two bottles of Belvedere, two bottles of half gallon Belvedere, um, bought some, bought some Magnum condoms. Anyway, beyond the point, the fact that you had Ludacris at your, at your spring football game, and the fact that you had four early enrollees on the field at the same time, giving you a preview of what could happen this past, this in, in the next season, shows you what kind of, what kind of squad and what kind of recruiting class the, the University of Georgia Bulldogs had this, this past, this past year. Because for one, Jacob Easton did not disappoint. Uh, I think he went like 19 or 24 for like um, 244, a couple touchdowns. I mean, he had some beautiful throws um, in that as well, in that in that game as well. I mean, one throw was my favorite throw, was the throw in the first series that he had um, to Ridley, who is another incoming freshman. The throw that he had to Isaac Nalta, another another great friend, another 
early enrollee. I mean, yeah, and then the job that Sutherland did another early enrollee at Georgia. I'm going to put it this way. This may have been Mark Rick's recruiting class, his last recruiting class, but this is a recruiting class that was solidified by Kirby Smart. Nobody's going to give Kirby Smart credit for for this recruiting class because he didn't go out and recruit them. What he did was he kept the class together, which was big time. He met and he had these guys true to their commitments. You look at a guy who's coming in next year. I mean, and, and let, let, let's keep it this way: Mark Rick did not leave the cupboard unbare. He did not. He's got pretty good quarter. He's got some good quarterbacks. I mean, all all three quarterbacks played great. All four quarterbacks played great. Uh, but the three in 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 the, the race for the starting quarterback position, Jacob Eason, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Jacob Eason, um, um, Bryce Ramsey, and uh, Grayson Lambert, they none of them disappointed at all. There may have been one throw that was that was a bit of a was a bit of a blown a blown assignment by the by the receiver that Grayson Lambert threw an interception. But other than that, I mean you look at you look at it from this standpoint, you look at everything that's going on um from this standpoint, Georgia looked good. Last week Georgia looked good. Alabama, their defense looked stout. Um they're still they still have questions at the quarterback position, but at the same time, if you look if you look at the quarterback position at Georgia as you do at Alabama, you have three quarterbacks. You have in total six quarterbacks that could easily be starters for six different programs. But the fact that there there those six starters at those schools that that shows you what kind of depth the SEC has and what, what kind of conference the SEC is. The ACC is the same way. There's a lot of there's a lot of depth in, in those conferences too at quarterback, but not as good as the quarterback depth at at Georgia or or Alabama combined. I mean you look at the schools that possibly have issues at quarterback, Arkansas which we'll, which who we'll see later on today. Uh we're gonna see Austin Allen take over for his brother. Now, is he the answer at at Arkansas? Quite possibly. He's played. He's played. He's played a lot of football as well. Now, you know that that's stable there. But then you got other quarterbacks and other quarterbacks that are coming in that are, that could possibly come in January. Um, possibility that that um, my man Scott Scott Smith his his. Uh, his guy Dalton Hyatt, who has made a verbal to to Arkansas, it is very conceivable that he could possibly be at early enrollee at at Arkansas. Um, so we're we're starting to look at that as well. Um, they're starting to look at that as well. And then you look at other guys who who are who are in. They've got a quarterback in from the state of Texas. Cannot remember his name yet. They've also got another quarterback that could possibly be in the mix 
uh, that could possibly be in the mix. And he's going to be making a visit to Arkansas today like he did at Auburn. Um, Davis Webb, former Texas Tech quarterback. So you're looking at it. You're looking at some at some at some guys who could possibly play here in here at Auburn or here at Arkansas that could that could possibly be you know that guy that next guy in. It's very conceivable to see what what else who else we'll see. Um, I think next week um, you got a couple more spring games next week. Um, You got four more spring games next week, and and the latest, the last of the SEC schools to have their spring game is is Arkansas. They are the last to have their spring game today, and we're going to see some different things from 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 Arkansas this year. You're going to see Arkansas throw the ball a little bit more than what you've seen in the last few what you've seen in the last few years. They don't have the depth at running back that they've had in the last few years. They lost. They lost some running back help last year. Uh, from last year, uh, you know, running back comes in this summer. Um, they also have a JUCO transfer who's who's in for the spring at running back. So I mean, it's going to be very very interesting to see what Arkansas is going to bring to the table. Uh, but I think Austin Allen it, it could be that guy uh, at Arkansas. Could be that guy, but but again, there, there's three quarterbacks that, that you're going to see two quarterbacks to, there as well. So um, that are vying for that position, Georgia Tech. We're, we're we're starting to see Georgia Tech cycle out of. We're starting to see new talent cycling into Georgia Tech. Um, JJ Green. Um, you're going to see JJ Green uh, today former Georgia running back who uh transferred in um transferred in from Georgia uh f- transferred in last year had to sit out last year you're going to see him a little bit um there's no more um there's no more uh of you know Justin Thomas is in for his senior year but there's no more um the the three-headed monster that they had last year Two of those guys are, are moving are moving on. Scove is one of them, um, who's moving on to the next level. So we're going to see what Georgia's going to bring as well. What Georgia Tech's going to bring to the fold out, out on the flats uh, at noon, and that's actually on ESPN three. West Virginia has their spring game today, and it's going to be interesting to see what Dana Holgerson is going to bring to the table for in the Big Twelve this year. He's got he's got some really good talent, but at the same time, he's also got talent that could possibly not pan out for him. So that this is this is a catch. It's like catches you know catch me if you can type of deal. Um, catch me if you can type deal for for what you're doing, and and it's sad to say that because. West Virginia has, I mean, there's a lot of talent in the state of West Virginia. Um, there's a quarterback who I know is uh, is going to be coming there next year. He's a, he's a, f- a four-star quarterback. Um, he's 6'11". 
but he's six eleven. He's listed as a dual threat quarterback, and he's got a cannon for an arm, and he's a pocket passer. But he can also run. He can also run. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he's going to be a novelty act or is he just going to be one of those guys that can really that can really ball out. So that that's that's going to be interesting to see there. Um, other things that you look at with West Virginia, they lose a lot on the defensive side of the ball, which the defense wasn't really that great to begin with last year. Um, so that that's another. That's another interesting topic there. Um, again, we look at Southern Miss. Southern Miss brings brings a new head coach in. Southern Miss brings in a coach from the HBCU ranks who, I'm telling you, is just an excellent coach. He, he coached at Alcorn State, and it's a rarity to see a guy come from one AA HBCU ranks to lead a team like Southern Miss. But what he brings to the table is something special. Um, you know, that cover's not unbear either at, at Southern Miss. Southern Miss, they're getting real close to being back to that top level, to that top level, top tier mid-major school that they that they once were. Now, the question is, are they there yet? Not quite. Um, you look at other schools that that are that are already there, like like the Boise States, like the Fresno States, the Boise States, San Diego State is is coming up. Um, they're making their they're making their 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 notice happen. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of things that could that could happen between now and then. Um, there's a lot of things that could happen between now and then that I'm very excited to see. Uh, again, you know, we look at other we look at other uh, spring games today. Wisconsin, we're gonna see what's gonna happen with Wisconsin in regards to their quarterback play. What what they're gonna re, what they're gonna be replacing? They've got they've got to replace they've got to replace the running back um, to you know to make a two headed monster again. Um, their quarterback plays a little bit suspect. Bart Houston, a former former five star quarterback, formerly the eleven quarterback, hasn't panned out the way that they thought he was going to pan out. But he is that guy that could possibly play and play a lot next year. Now you got some other guys that are coming in next year. Uh, Wisconsin's got a great recruiting class coming in next year as well. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what's going to happen between now and then. UCLA, their spring game. It's going to be really interesting to see how their defense is going to is going to be without the likes of Miles Jack, without the likes of of uh, the two cornerbacks that they that they've had in the past, and, and they're still relatively young. And we also get to see Mr. Brodus back on the field. He's on a, he's he's in for spring. He's back into the fold for spring. Iowa has their spring game today, which is which is also another. It's also another fun a fun thing to see because you don't know what you're gonna get from Iowa. Iowa has to, you know, with Bethard coming back, they've got to replace some things. They got to plug in some things in in the defense. They've got to plug in a new offensive lineman, uh, some offensive lineman, new center, new left tackle. So 
you know, and I was still vet, a veteran IRA team. Utah is the same way. Utah is looking to replace um, Travis Travis Wilson, um, their quarterback, also running back, uh, also the, uh, also a running back. So, you know, there's some th- there's a lot of, there's some some things that need to be replaced at uh, Utah as well. Look at Virginia Tech new head coach there, Justin Fuente. Um, what he's going to bring there? There's no more Connor Brewer. Um, but you do have you do have some some viable options at quarterback there. A kid that they brought in, um, Juco transfer that came in, that's gonna be in with them this year. Um got a running back who's got who's who has graduated. Now they now they're looking for a new running back as well. A couple of new running backs. Some places some key some key positions on the defensive side of the ball that needs to be replaced. Um so it's just it's it's really really difficult gauge what Virginia Tech's gonna be with Justin Fuente there, but but Foster's still there. That defense is still gonna be attacking. The defense is still gonna be the defense of old. Um, K State spring games today, Colorado State spring game today, Michigan State spring game is at three o'clock on BTN. Um, be very interesting to see the quarterback the quarterback maturation maturization there as well. No more Connor Cook. Um, so, and they have to replace a couple of receivers that go along with that. But they've got a solid recruiting class coming in as well. Um, other schools that have their spring games today, Rutgers is also um, – spring game is also the, this week. Washington State is a, a spring game is this week. Um, Washington is also um, in spring game action and so on and so forth. So, you know, you're looking at a lot of schools that are yet to play next week. You know, the last week of um, for spring football. You know, you have to have your uh, spring football games played before May 1st this year. Um, so we're looking at schools like Army, Oregon, and Marshall, and Hawaii, which are the last four schools, and Oregon is traditionally the last school to have their spring game. So one of the last of the big five schools to have their spring game. And, um I'm very interested to see Dakota Prukup coming in and uh, actually playing for Oregon and see what he can do in that offense. Is that there's different, there's a little bit of nuances there. Dakota Prukup, who could have came out this year, Walter Payton, runner up, like Vernon Adams was last year, uh, not last year, but you know. He was a Walter Payton um, award nominee, um, like Vernon Adams was last year. Now, if you look at Dakota Prukup and you look and you compare to Dakota Prukup and you compare um, and you compare Vernon Adams, you know the glaring the glaring obvious fact between the two is that Dakota Prukup's like six five. He's six five two twenty five. And Vernon Adams was like five ten, two hundred. So, I mean that that's the glaring difference between the two. But the other two, the other things that go along with that is that Dakota Brooker has a slightly stronger arm than has a slightly stronger arm than has a much stronger arm. Let's just put it that way. Then. Then Vernon Adams has, but at the same time, Vernon Adams. Um, you know, he led the team to a ten and three record. 
well, eight and one record, you know, if you look at it from that standpoint, because he did miss three games and they went they went one and two without him. So, um he's actually he's actually a pretty decent he's actually a really good quarterback. He's you know, if you combine his career stats at Eastern Washington with his career stats at, at Oregon, I mean he's put together fourteen thousand passing yards. And that's the same thing with Dakota Prucup. Dakota Prucup is has over has over 8,000 passing yards at Montana State. He comes over, he could easily go over 10,000 yards um, passing in his career. Oregon's got Oregon's got a pretty good setup there. Um, new head, new head, the head coach is there. Um, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. You know, Scott Frost is is gone now. Uh, well, Scott Frost is is actually. Um, I'm doing things, doing things in terms of, of that, uh, that offense. Um, so we're going to see a lot of a lot of great things happen um, next week at Oregon. Um, a lot of great things this week with Arkansas, Georgia Tech. Again, I mean, it's just just so on and so forth. It's going to be a lot of fun to see, a lot of fun to hear about uh, different people, different players, and their coming out parties. Now. You know, we haven't really hit on on Alabama and how they looked in their spring game. The offense actually looked the offense looked like looked like an offense that has a lot of work to do. And quite frankly, and if you look at it from if you look at Alabama from that standpoint, that third down um percentage was was downright awful in that game. Um, they were one for 23 on third down uh, conversions. As compared to Auburn, same thing. You know, combined between the two Alabama schools, they were one for 45 <laughs> on third down in their in their respective spring games. And is that is that indicative of what's going to happen with them in in the uh, during the season? Obviously not. They absolutely not. But what could happen between now and then, um, quarterback wise, is, is going to be is going to be paramount. So, with that being said, um, I think you, you have to look at it this way. Uh, you have to look at it from that standpoint. There's a lot of positives because the defense is actually doing their job. Defenses actually look good, and they're both bringing in they're both breaking in new defensive coordinators. So. In that regard, so you know, it is what it is. Um, another another team that I think a lot of people aren't really talking about that could possibly make a splash with a new first year head coach is Virginia. Virginia brings over Bronco Mendenhall from BYU, um, who had great a great 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 uh, coaching tenure at, at BYU. Um, one close to one close to ninety game, almost ninety, almost ninety games with with um, with uh, BYU. So this is a school that could that could quite possibly do the thing, you know, can possibly turn their fortunes around and do what they need to do from that standpoint. And I'm actually I'm actually excited to see what what's going to happen with Virginia. Uh, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of veteran talent 
still there that that's that's to, that's to come back. So, um, and they've also got some young talent that's there. So, I mean, this is this is this could that has the potential to be a really good year for Virginia. Um, also, we look at we look at other 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 schools, you know, that that have had just just great years recruiting and. UCLA had a great year. Wisconsin had a great year recruiting. Arkansas had a great year recruiting. You know, we're starting to see – we're going to see what's going to cultivate out of those schools in today's spring game like we did for Georgia's spring game last week and like we did for Alabama's spring game because Jalen Hurts did not hurt himself in that regard as to being as to being the starting quarterback. He was an early enrollee at Alabama. So, you know, this is, the, this is the year of the early enrollee around the SEC. Next year, you got at Florida State, um, Florida State, Bailey Hawkins coming in in January. We're going to see what he can do. Um, he's in a good spot because Malik Henry is there. Um, Sean McGuire will be there for his senior year. Um so I mean, you you've got some you've got some players there that could possibly just do the thing, do the things that they can do. Jake Bentley at South Carolina is another guy, um, another guy that's going to be an early enrollee next year um, from the state of Georgia. Is another quarterback from the state of Georgia. Uh, could, he could possibly go anywhere. He has not made a commitment either way, but. Odds are he's gonna be an, uh, an early enrollee, and I cannot remember his name to save my life. But he's a, he's a, also a four-star quarterback from the state of Georgia, who um, who is quite possibly who's um, quite possibly going to be an early enrollee next year. Um, whether it, I think he I think he's going to be at at um, I want to say he's going to be at at um, at South Florida next year, if I'm not mistaken. I cannot remember right off. But um, don't quote me on that as well. But you just look at, you look at, like I said, you look at some of the talent that, that has that has just cultivated itself in and around the South. And, and it's just so much fun to see. And once we, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to see. And I'm very excited to see to see the the upcoming football schedules, the upcoming football season as a whole, especially especially college football, as I am a big college football fan. Again, I mean, it's just just the way that goes. Um, yeah, I know I know Texas had a um, had their spring game last week as well, and Texas didn't they didn't disappoint either. I mean, t- Texas had a really good. Uh, spring game is um, had a really good spring as well. They've got two quarterbacks that could possibly just do just do some some things that some special things there. They've got some running backs that can do some special things there. Is this the year that Texas puts itself back on the map as that flagship football school? I I would venture to think so. Um, this how this was last year. Um, how this was the third year at at uh, Louisville for for Charlie Strong. He finally had the recruits that he wanted in there. Finally had his guys in there. So it's just really good to see 
what we're going to see is really good to see what what is going to happen, you know, in the next few weeks, in the next few months as well. So I'm I'm just ready to I'm 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 just excited for for college football. I'm excited for 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 sports as a whole. Uh this summer's gonna be an excellent summer. College baseball college football, college baseball. Um you know, a lot of schools are a lot of schools are starting to to um make themselves be heard. And also next week's the draft, the NFL draft and um with a lot of the trades that are going on, especially the Browns trading away the the the, the top pick, trading away the the, uh, the number two pick and and everything, and it's just really really interesting to see what the Browns is going to are, are going to try to do with that number two with with the number two pick, and they have twelve picks in this draft, three of them are second round picks, two of them are first round picks, and they've got a first round pick next year. So um it's really interesting to see what what they're gonna do with the first round draft pick. Do do they go offensive tackle with Laramie Tunsil? Do they go quarterback with Goff Lynch Goff Goff slash Lynch slash Wentz? <laughs> I mean, that that's the question that that's going to be asked of the top two picks. And then however three three seven fall in I mean, Cowboys as well, you know, you thought the Cowboys were going to try to get Ezekiel Elliott. You know, they do need a running back to go along with with the veteran, um, Darren McFadden. So, um, that that's very interesting to see. Um, so, interesting to see what's going to happen in the draft next Thursday. Um, so, I mean, and on that note, I guess we'll just we'll go ahead and wrap up the show there. But um special thanks to to uh, my man T Rex um for giving me the spot on on the show. My admin Wendy, the kids, Casey Cordier, Casey, DJ EA, um um the kid retro, check him out, turntable Thursdays. Uh, my man T Rex, check him out on Tuesdays on um on the Live by Tans Network, part of the King Underground Media dot com. You also check us out, you know, King Underground Media dot com. I know I haven't been doing my blog as much. Uh, just a lot of personal things have been going on, and hopefully I'll have a I'll have a blog up for you this week, and uh, we'll be talking about spring football as a whole. Um, as that as that wraps up, and uh, we start the countdown to um, to the season, which is less than a hundred, which is almost a hundred days away. So uh, <laughs> it's about 115 days away. So you know we're making good strides there. So um, and next week we'll we'll, um, we'll jump into the second round of the playoffs. Um, both the NHL and the NBA. Uh, no, I haven't talked much about the NBA playoffs. Um, but uh, Golden State did lose a couple nights ago. Uh, so, 
I look forward to seeing them win the next two and get on out and get some rest so that way they can possibly play um <clears throat> possibly play the Thunder. Um, either the Thunder or the um, or the Clips next round. So let's uh, get that going for the Warriors. Um LeBron James is one win away from from uh keeping that undefeated streak in first rounds. Just sad to see him, you know, just sad to see him go, you know, know that he's undefeated in the first round, but he's two and four in six in six NBA Finals appearances. So, you know, you know, just had to throw that out there, you know, because he tried to, you know, he tried to clown um, Michael that time, you know, saying that, you know, Michael doesn't have 11 championship rings, but nobody's done what Michael's done either go to six NBA Finals and go six or six. So, which you're going to six NBA Finals and you, you have two rings to show for it. So, um, yeah, about that. Let's just let's just keep that 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 going for another week. But again, thanks to my mom, my dad, my sisters. Special shout out to Audrey Gunther of um, Spark Sports and um, and um, Scott Smith, the Streetlight Recruiting. Check them out. Um, and check out Audrey A U D J J G U N T H uh on Twitter. You can also check out Scott Smith at S L R Recruiting. S L R underscore recruiting and S L R recruiting. Um also check him out on his YouTube page, Streetlight Recruiting. And you also check him out on Facebook at Streetlight Recruiting. So uh with that being said, everybody have a great weekend. Uh if you're going to spring football games, please be careful. Going to going to the to your games. If you're going to support your your local college, local high school, um, matter what you do, do it do it responsibly. And as for myself, again, thank you for being a thank you for being a part of the show. And and um, we're gonna go tailgating, y'all. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. Oh, I can't? But I can try, right? Yeah. But what then? You know that ain't so bad. Yeah. I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy, and then I turned to a man on my own. The lone wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. 
Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Weight of the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck Yeah Let it rock But you want some soul shit Yeah And she just keeps saying Oh nah You know what, maybe you're right Well, what you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought realistic. Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it. Said only I can reach it. And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone, I'll be hearing spirits so you can hear this. Yeah. Well, these rappers stuck on the same product. Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it. Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it. Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it. Friday, whipping through the horizon, my time and it's something better than it's ever been. They call me Wolfie from how I'm flying on hella biz. Hip hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence. Back to the wall where I started back in the day. I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight. Trying to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own. Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing. I'm screaming after the phone. While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal, how I ran up the standards of how we live. And it's funny they pull the camera. The picture how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone. And it's just how I started by killing this on my own, my word is my bond, and I'm just out on my own. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.